Hello, everyone. My name is Renee Barabo, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and happy to be with you again. I was just thinking about today's show, Sandra, when we were talking about the pros and cons of worry, and I was thinking, are what could be the pros of worrying? <laughs> I was like, what? I want to know, what are the pros of worrying? I don't know. Well, yeah, I, you know, I was intrigued. This was a topic that was sent in by one of our listeners. And worry is, um, worry is a big um, issue for most of us out there. And so I thought worry would be a good topic to talk about. And just like Renee, um, I read the words, the pros of worry, And somewhere deep inside of me, I could feel a layer of saying, yeah, I could come up with a positive about worrying. But as we were just getting ready to start the show, I was going, oh, no, Renee, don't ask me what the pros are. Isn't that the first thing out of my mouth? Well, you know, I I studied um, Tarot with Angelis Arian. And um, in in the tarot, there are um, archetypes, you know, the tarot is a system of divination with archetypal energies. And one of the archetypal energies that I was born with, one of the issues is worry. So it is an issue that I deal with quite a bit. I'm a worrier. And I really love the teaching of Angie, um, where she said, worry takes you into the past or it takes you into the future, but it never has you dealing with the present, which is interesting. Um, but as far as the pros of worry go, as I'm talking, You can say, because actually the the topic that came in was actually worry, the pros and cons, healing worry, fear of the unknown, and fear of the known. And when you talk about the pros of worry and when you talk about the pros of fear, um, sometimes it's what we need for survival is to to have our um, our sensors, you know, our senses up that there's danger. So in the last show, we were talking about how it's so important to be in the present because in the present, we get omens, we get clues about what we need to do for our survival. But worry and fear do the same thing. They make us more aware of our surroundings so that if something is in our field that's dangerous, we can actually identify it and move away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so when your your flight or fl- your flight or flight, flight or fly, um, is 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 uh, engaged. It's because it's a heightened sense of you know paying attention. But again, that can be in the present. You know, if your 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 sense of uh, flight is not engaged from the past, well, although unless it's a trauma stored in your body, and certainly in the the future. But 
what I talk about in, in my work is that the wind only blows in the present. You know, the roof might get taken off by the wind, but it's only going to happen now. It's not, it's not, it didn't, it's not going to happen in the past. So if we stay current with the current wind, you really will get all of the information you need to respond. And I say that like, and then they will teach you like this winter when the power went off for a few days, I really knew what to do in the present, make sure that the, I could have heat, make sure that the food in the freezer either stayed frozen or that I used it. I mean, really we're, we're, our humanness, our human bodies are equipped pretty good to handle just about anything if we are present to it. Yeah. And, and being present to it is a way to tap into our inner strength. We get um, so distracted looking past and looking future that um, it's almost like we're not solid enough um, to have the strength of the resiliency and to find that inner strength that we need to keep moving forward because we keep losing parts of ourselves. You know, we keep sending little parts of ourselves out there where we, we need to be one solid unit walking forward in the present. I, I'm reminded and I, you know, we are on our third year of shows, so there's no way that we're not going to repeat, you know, certain things. But I'm reminded um, back in the 1980s, I, a teacher in the upper world just spontaneously showed up for me. I did not ask for her in any way. And it was the goddess Anana. I knew nothing about her. I had to look her up. I, I knew nothing about her. And she didn't speak to me. She came, she, she was a temporary teacher. She stayed for a very short period of time, maybe like a, a couple of months. And every day, it was back in the days when I journeyed every day. I had my practice every day. And every day she came and she would point and it, I would be in this desolate landscape, you know, like it had all been bombed out, you know, like a world war had happened or a meteor had hit the earth or something like that. And she had me walking on this long dirt path that went forever. And she wouldn't let me look left or right. Mm -hmm. That was my practice. For months, months, she came to me and didn't speak. She put me on the path and made me walk and wouldn't let me turn my head left or right. And she telepathically said to me, in times of trouble, you look straight and you look only straight and you put one foot in front of the other and you walk forward. And it was really interesting because she just dropped into my life. This was back in the 80s and, and just left like a few months later after just giving me this practice day after day after day. Hmm. That seems to me like kind of what you've done for the last couple of years where, where that you are having that other you know, thing where you were with your neck turning and stuff that you had to look straight. <laughs> and so 
I wonder if it's like sometimes I think we get the teaching long before we really need the the practice. I know I'm thinking to some of the ones that I've had, but the I can't imagine any time in my life when worrying had gotten me a better outcome than spirit. You know, even like when I left that last treatment facility and it was pretty awful and you know, it's not something that I shared publicly, you know, on, on the podcast, but I had a boss who wanted me gone and, you know, I was, was talk about worry. I was in this, you know, when's the shoe going to drop? And I had been a good employee. I had, you know, there was nothing bad in my record for seven years, but she decided that in two months, she, you know, she started the writing me up kind of things. And I was really, I got into this, this place of worry, like, I think if I look at what what motivates my worry, it looks like there's this underlying belief that I'm not going to be taken care of, that spirit doesn't have my back. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, even recently when I was buying a piece of property that I probably shouldn't have been buying, as soon as, as soon as I let the idea of what my plan was, you know, spirit brought in somebody who could do exactly what needed to be done. But whenever I get in the path of worrying, I start, and and I believe that if we have a tree of life, you go up the center, you don't go up the center to the top. There's many tributaries, many branches, and hopefully you don't get out on a limb that's not going to take you back to where, you know, your dharma is or your karma is going. And whether or not that's even possible, I think it is. But that you, that, 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 Worry is the one that gets you to the furthermost branch of your tree. When you stay close in with your spiritual alignment, you get to move up. You know, it's a, it's a lot easier to climb the tree from the middle than the outside branches. Yeah, absolutely. No, we can we can make things very hard. On <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think, um, you know, um you know, on this show, we have um, listeners of so many different generations, so many different ages. And I guess for me, um, um, actually, uh, I, I finally realized it takes sometimes it takes a while for me to realize things that I am actually finally recognizing that I'm in a new phase in life, um, that I'm an elder and I'm not five years old anymore. I, I still have thought I'm five. And, um, and what really calls to me, and I think it's because of how chaotic things are right now um, in the world, what really calls to me right now is um, staying inside myself, um, you know, um, I'm wearing hoodies, um, and um, my scarves are getting I bigger. I'm wearing one in support. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like just it, it's like cocooning, and in that cocoon, I just imagine myself radiating love and light because. I realize I can't control the level of 
inequality that we're seeing on the planet right now and it's eating away at me so um to to have my hoodie and to be able to go inside and and emanate love and light um is is a very something that's very healing for the collective right now and it's a way that I can still serve um, with among the masses with the divisions are, are crazy. They're getting more divided. And um, the only, the only safe place is in, you know, but this is an elder talking. And I know that we have much, much younger people um, listening to the show who your arms are open and you, I want to meet the chaos. I remember those days. I remember running towards the chaos. Um, and so we do in times when we're talking about worry and fear, it's not only we're all unique beings that have different coping mechanisms, but different age groups. Um, for some age groups, it's exciting. Um, you know, there's something to care about. There's something to fight for. And for some age groups, it's that time to go within where we can do some powerful work within. And there's all, a lot of in-between places that we could talk about too so fear and worry um um can really increase our spiritual awareness and deepen our spiritual practices but it can also increase our excitement for life because um you came here for this time and going out there with all that's going on right now and and speaking up and being in your truth is why you're here. So we all have to find um, where we fit in in this time of fear and worry and amazing opportunity. <laughs> oh, I knew you'd find a good pro for the worry, the worry. <laughs> uh, that's good because I, I guess for like, I just think back to when I was like seven and eight and nine. And my grandmother would stop by every Monday night on her way home for work. Cause it was my mother's night off. And she was a worry wart. I mean, she would be worrying about the neighbors and she'd be worrying about everything. And, you know, so you got, I, it's always what you resist, you persist, you know? So her, her annoying worry was always like the guiding post of like, I'm not going to be that. My younger sister's more of a worrier than than I am, but I think that we all have that worry that and you're right, I, I do think that I could find the pro in it. It's like sometimes when we're worried about something, it makes us pick up the phone and call somebody and they needed our phone call. So I does that have to be worry or is that like a good warning sign? You know, I mean, what's a good warning sign that you don't have to take full out? Like I, I was telling Sandra about the science fiction I was writing two years ago, and it was I was seeing the COVID. I was seeing the COVID experience, and I didn't go into worry about it. I was thinking it was forty years out. I, you know, so to the clearer you get on your own intuition, 
if you can become the observer of it and not get into the crazy makingness of it, it can really serve this kind of this kind of like worry sprout could really serve for you to get more prepared for yourself. So I think it's more that the worry itself, you know, that fight or flight, that that basic survival tendency we have is a good thing. But how do you transform that into something useful for yourself and the people you serve is more the question. And yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. That's all. Yeah, no, that was brilliant. Uh, what you shared. And, and I think, um, I think for me, the question that I ask myself to get out of worry is when I get into a worry state, I go, do you actually have anything to be worried about right now? Right now. I, I know you have things to be worried about in five years, <laughs> but right this moment, do you have something? So it's always bringing yourself back to center or like you said, Renee, it's bringing yourself back to spirit, um, you know, because you know, um, there are people who have such trust in spirit. They don't know what the word worry or fear is. And, and, and that should be the easy, if I don't know where we got so connected to this connection with our spirit, because you breathe in your spirit on your first breath and that breath is with you the whole entire time. So if you're in worry and you're worrying, wondering how to get back to to your center, nothing like the wind breath, nothing like bringing yourself back to your breath because you breathe in the present. And what are you breathing in and out? And there was that one that they used to teach us very early on in 30 years ago, you know, breathe in love and breathe out. No, breathe in love and breathe out fear. Mm-hmm. You know, so so maybe we could try that sound to breathe in love and breathe out fear three times with the wind whistle and really see if that can bring you back. Cause it's just one more tool to, you know, the worry is like the wobble. And then the center is that place where you can make better decisions. I just ask that we uh, add one small instruction okay. to that. When you breathe out fear, ask that it be transformed into light. So okay. we're not feeding the collective with fear. Okay. Yeah. So breathe out fear and ask that it's transmuted with, with love and light for the highest potential of all. Yeah. All right. all right. So we'll breathe in. Like imagine. So whatever. And close your eyes and imagine what does breathing in love look like to you? Is it a feeling? Is it a capacity? Is it an expansion? So try that, bringing that in all the way down to the root of your, the the root of your belly. And breathe that first one out through your sacrum, down through your root chakra, into the belly of the earth and breathe out that fear and transmute it with love and light. Really pay attention to your emptiness. What is in that empty space? And then breathe in love again. 
And as you breathe out worry and fear, breathe it out beyond the furthest galaxy and see it transmuting with love and light. And on our next love breath in, see it filling you up, filling up your energetic field, filling up the room you're in. And as you breathe out, scan your body from your toes all the way up to the top of your head and see if there's any fear living or hiding in your body. And as you breathe it out, it transmutes into love and light effortlessly. Nothing like three wind breaths to bring you back centered in your body and feel a little bit lighter. And how easy is that, you know, when you're completely discombobulated to pick up your wind whistle and do those three breaths. Yeah. And if you don't have a wind whistle, Sandra, she can teach you how to whistle. My neighbor (laughs) was teaching me how to whistle last night and she puckers in her cheeks because I never could whistle. And she told me I need to use my nose a little more. (laughs) Right? I can't do that. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) I'm going to practice that. I really, I don't know if it's a skill you're born with or something I just didn't master, but now I'm curious to find out if I talk her a little bit. You have to have thinner cheeks. <laughs> and on that happy note, that's another thing to get you out of worry quick is to get yeah. a funny movie. That's right. You can always leave your misery on the, you know, somewhere else and pick it up later, but the funny movie can transform you back from worry back to presence in a heartbeat. Yes, it can. And I think on that note, uh, I will just say blessings, everyone. And um, I really enjoy doing the show with Renee and I hope you enjoy being with us and, and please subscribe on Shaman's TV and right on our wall. Right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. 